everybody i'm sarah and i'm lo and welcome back to let's unwind Woo! Woo! we needed that we need, we need something <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend it has been yeah that's one way to put it, it definitely is well happy labor day weekend everyone <laughs> even though you're listening to this a few days after but we're still we're still in the midst of it at this point <laughs> Yeah, we're in the throes of the Labor Day weekend. We're laboring right now. We're out here. <laughs> so before you tell me what you did, what are you drinking? Um, I'm honestly just drinking a kiwi. High noon. What are you drinking? I'm, I'm right there with you with the seltzer. I'm drinking a press lime lemongrass seltzer. Lime lemongrass? That sounds interesting. Pretty good. Pretty good. I don't mind it. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right, now give us the beats. What did you do this weekend? Lordy, okay. Friday, literally nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because it's, when it's for a long weekend, like Friday feels like a week ago. Um, Friday, nothing. Andres picked up some street tacos for us from this restaurant. We just had dinner at home, hung out. Saturday, like this weekend, we wanted just a do nothing weekend because we always say that we feel like we're always so busy and we just want a weekend where we genuinely like don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really bad about that because even when I don't have anything planned, I'm still like, oh, I'm going to get up at 8 a.m. and work out. And like, yeah, that is good. But also it's so important to just let yourself like actually not do that sometimes. So, so true. I did not set an alarm for myself any day this weekend. And normally I do. That's so nice. Saturday, we literally did nothing. We went to breakfast, went to Target, and then we took fat naps. And then we just had a little date night at home. Like, made this whipped feta which I'll post on the Instagram it was delicious Saturday night we had that and steak bites and just watched some real housewives and that was like ideal Saturday night um yesterday FSU played so we went to an FSU bar in downtown West Palm so that's always so fun because it's like all the FSU fans there. like it kind of feels like being back like in Tallahassee um and then today we went to drive shack which is like essentially top golf it's like the same thing mm-hmm. and then afterwards we went to a bar in downtown west palm called er bradley's which is like a lot of fun and then we went to our friend ariana's house because she had a little barbecue afterwards we just stopped in there for like 10 minutes and then we just got home but it felt today was a day today was a day <laughs> I'm, I'm living life right now i'm vibing i don't know <laughs> what about you yeah, I have to like think about what I did. I don't think I did anything on Friday, if I remember correctly. No, I didn't. No. I'll just leave like a brief update. I was just snapping boy mentioned last week on Friday. So I had some wine. Yeah, there's some updates there. There are. We're just we're snapping a little bit more. And then I saw him on Saturday. So Saturday, my friends um had a party for football just the start of NFL or not the NFL, but NCAA football season. So I went to my brother's in the morning for that Michigan game, got a speeding ticket on the way there, you know, whatever. And then I went to my friends and just pretty much drank a lot, watched some football. And yeah, Saturday was rough. Sunday, as in yesterday, I did not wake up feeling my best self, but you know, it happens, happens, ate some Taco Bell and then I felt great. And I went back to my brother's for like some barbecue and just honestly, I think I went to bed at 830 last night. I remember I was like trying to stay awake because I was like, be real hasn't gone off yet today. Why did it go off so late last night? 
Oh my god, I was already home. Like we left the because we left the FSU bar like the end of the third quarter, and came home to watch the rest of home. The game had ended. Andres was already playing PlayStation. I was on my couch, drunk, and it went off. It didn't go off today yet, did it? No, it hasn't even gone off today. So weeknight, I'm gonna be in bed soon. <laughs> yeah. So I was asleep when it went off. So I just posted mine this morning because I went to bed at like eight thirty. I didn't wake up until like I think like nine ish or something. Because I slept, I spent the night at my brother's because I wasn't sure if I had power. We had a really bad storm that came through and some of my friends didn't have power and the restaurants around me didn't have power. So I was like, I'm not even going to drive home because if I drive back and I find out I don't have power, I'll be mad. So I just stayed at his house. I left kind of early this morning and then I ended up just going to my friend's pool to drink this afternoon, but I'm exhausted. It's just been a lot of activity and a lot of drinking <laughs> unfortunately I feel like I need to cleanse this coming weekend because I even think FSU has like a bye week this week that's a really good excuse to just like or a good reason to just not drink just sleep and rest and be wholesome yeah I really like I want to because I go to Italy at the end of the month so I feel like I just need to take the rest of the month off and just chill so yeah that's been my weekend. Dreading work tomorrow. It's not going to be fun. So today we're changing it up. So Sarah and I both kind of have, I hate to say, a passion for true crime. We're both like very interested and invest- invested, I think, because yeah. I, do, I mean, I like to see like justice served, like invested. Mm-hmm. And when we like talked about making a podcast, I think we both kind of felt like as much as we would love to do a true crime podcast and like bring more awareness, you know, some of the lesser known cases that like, I don't want to say market because it's not a market, but like true crime podcasts are so oversaturated. But since it is still something that we're both very invested, interested in, we wanted to find a way to work it into what we're doing. So we decided that like about once a month, probably we'll do like a true crime um, case. Each of us will like pick a case and we'll talk about it once a month. So that's yeah today little switch up but it'll be fun all right so do you want to go first so today I'm going to be talking about the case of Bryce Laspisa have you heard about him Lauren no I don't think I have okay so he um was a 19 year old college student and he went missing on August 30th 2013 so it's just been nine years since he went missing and he grew up outside of Chicago he was an only child. He was born to Karen and Michael Espisa in Springfield, Illinois. He graduated from Naperville Central High School right outside of Chicago in 2012. Wait, and I think that's where my coworker's from. Really? Yeah. She, how old is she? 32. Well, I'm sure, though, if it's, like, local, like, kind of, like, she probably has heard of him. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so right around the time that he graduated, his parents had recently retired and they decided to move to California. He also moved with them. His parents settled in Laguna Niguel in Orange County, and he moved a little bit more north in California to start college in Chico. Enrolled at Sierra College, and he was studying graphic and industrial design. His first year went great. He had a great time. He, like a lot of college students, went back home over the summer, stayed with his parents for the summer. And then when it was time for school to start back, he went back to college. So he was just starting his sophomore year, but all of a sudden the people around him, his girlfriend, his parents, and his roommate, one of his best friends, Sean Dixon, 
started to notice some odd behaviors and just little differences in how he was behaving. They noticed that he was becoming more withdrawn, more erratic and more depressed. And he even recently had admitted to taking Vyvanse, which if you guys don't know, is that's an ADHD medication, kind of similar to Adderall. But so he would take it and stay up all night and play video games. And also, if you guys aren't familiar with Vyvanse or similar ADHD medications, some of the side effects can include psychosis, depression, and mania. So he also has started drinking a lot more, drinking hard liquor. His roommate, Sean had reported that he started drinking hard liquor every day, even as much as two-fifths of alcohol in a single weekend. Oh, wow. So that's a lot. That's a shit ton. <laughs> yes. So, according to Sean, which once again is his roommate, and Kim, which was his girlfriend, Bryce's use of Vyvanse started to kind of get to an alarming rate where they, they were concerned. And I also think, too, like, as a college student or, like, a younger adult, Sometimes, like, drug use isn't that alarming because you see it. So, like, they reported that that's alarming. Like, that's when you know it's... Right. Because it's kind of normalized at that state. But right when his fall semester of sophomore year started, it was really getting to be more and more just not normal to them. And even he broke up with his girlfriend by saying she would be better off without him, which that is, like, a little cryptic. Mm -hmm. And also, at one point shortly after that, he had been sending his roommate Sean text messages saying things like, I love you, bro. And this is quote, quoted, I love you, bro. Seriously, you're the best person I've ever met. You've saved my soul. And that same day, he gave Sean, his roommate, his Xbox and a pair of diamond earrings that his mom gave him. Which looking back, that kind of sounds like signs of someone who might be thinking about taking their own life. He's giving away questions. He's telling him, he's telling his roommate how much he means to him. So shortly after that, which was around the time of August 28th, once again of 2013, Sean, Bryce's roommate, called Bryce's mom, Karen, to tell her that he was worried about Bryce. Later on that night, Bryce called his mom um, and he was at his girlfriend's house right after he broke up with her. And his girlfriend said that she was concerned enough that she tried to take his keys away to his car and she didn't want him to drive home. She was like, I'm taking your keys. But for some reason, his mom, Bryce's mom was like, no, give the keys back to Bryce. Like, let him drive home. So that same night that he was with his girlfriend and his girlfriend called his mom to let her know that she was worried about his behavior and she tried to take his keys. He called his parents to let them know that he was going to be coming down to see them. And once again, they were in Laguna Niguel, California. And he just told his mom that he just had a lot that he wanted to talk about with her. And that was after she offered to fly up to see him because she could tell that something was a little bit off with his behavior and how he was acting. However, his mom would never find out what it was that he wanted to talk about. If he was trying to go to his parents, it should have only taken about eight hours to get to his parents' house. According to reports, he did leave his girlfriend Kim's apartment around 11.30 p.m., and that's when supposedly he was driving down to his parents' house to see them. At 11 a.m. the next day, so that's about almost 12 hours now, Bryce's parents found out that he had used their insurance's roadside assistance service, and that's when he came into contact with a tow truck driver named Christian in the town of Button Willow, California. He reported that he had delivered three gallons of gas to Bryce just about um, after 9 a.m. after he had run out of gas and Christian offered to return back to where he saw Bryce once he got in contact with law enforcement and found out that Bryce's parents weren't sure like what was going on with him. So he went back to check on him and then he discovered that Bryce had not moved in hours. Mm -hmm. So he last saw Bryce at 11 a.m. 
later on in the day, Bryce was still in that same spot. So the tow truck driver, whose name was Christian, went up to Bryce and he told him that his parents were worried. And he called his parents to let them know that Bryce was still there. And then Bryce agreed that from there, he would go and do the last three hours of the drive to get to his parents' house. Christian, and this is where it gets interesting. So Christian, the tow truck driver, watched Bryce drive off um, at 3 p.m. Hours passed, so Bryce was close to his parents. He was only um, about three hours from his parents' house at that point. Hours passed and Bryce's parents still had not heard from him. They filed a missing persons report with the Orange County Sheriff's Department and officers and law enforcement were able to track his cell phone. He was still just a few miles from where that tow truck driver last saw him. So basically he's like telling his parents, he's telling the tow truck driver, hey, yeah, I'll get on the road. I'm going to see my parents. And he's still not really moving. Oh. When they, right. When the officers tracked him down, they said that he was lucid and friendly and he didn't like really seem like he was intoxicated or under the influence of anything. And they also didn't notice any signs of drugs or alcohol in the vehicle. Hmm. So it's just weird. Like he's just not moving. He's not doing anything yet. He doesn't seem like he's under the influence of anything. So the next update that we get is at 2 a.m. on August 30th. So now hours, like a whole day has passed. Bryce calls his mom one more time to tell her that he was too tired to drive and that he would pull off the road to sleep. She agreed with the decision and thought that she would see him shortly after. Which, I mean, they always say in true crime, you never know how you'll react until you're in a situation. Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't moved in hours and I was like that, like my parents would be like, okay, now we're driving where you are. Right, yeah. So, six hours pass, Bryce's parents' doorbell rings and they expect that, oh, it's... Bryce, he's here. However, it was not Bryce. It was a California Highway Patrol officer. Their car, Bryce's car that he was driving that was in their name, had been found abandoned near a lake. The rear window was shattered and his phone, laptop, and wallet were found inside, but there was no trace of Bryce. What the heck? There was surveillance footage that they found and it showed that around 2.15 a.m., Bryce had driven down an access road rather than pulling off for a roadside nap. So he told his mom he was napping, but that wasn't the case. He drove off into an access road and he drove up near a lake. Divers searched the lake and they found absolutely no trace of him. They got police dogs who tracked his scent across a bridge to a nearby truck stop and then the trail went cold. Oh my goodness. On September 4th, 2013, so about a week later, charred remains were found near the lake, but they were determined not to be Bryce. And four years later, a skull was found near the lake but once again it was determined not to be Bryce so he basically vanished into thin air wow there's several theories and this is why this is like one of my cases for me that I just if I could have any one case solved it would be this one so the theories are that he did pass away unwillingly and his body is yet to be found um he willingly took his own life and his body is yet to be found he maybe suffered some sort of psychotic break and doesn't know who he is. So maybe either something triggered by the Vyvanse or maybe he got into an accident and hit his head and he doesn't know who he is and then he's just out there somewhere. Or lastly, that he chose to walk away from his own life, that he willingly has disappeared himself. So, and to me, why it's so interesting is I feel like they're all four equally plausible. Like, yeah. The first one, like, yes, he definitely could have accidentally passed away or he was met with foul play. Like a lot of 
if you look into Reddit rabbit holes, online rabbit holes, some people point out that tow truck driver Christian, like maybe he was met with foul play by him or by someone else. Um, or once again, maybe he was suicidal, took his own life, his body's out there somewhere. The psychotic break, that one kind of has the most validity for me. Like either whether it was the Vivans or an accident, because there's been some possible sightings of him, like among homeless communities. Like maybe, maybe he had an accident or when he was in an accident in his car, like he had a traumatic brain injury and he doesn't know who he is. And he just like yeah. wandered away from the accident scene or like the Vivans triggered some sort of like schizophrenic episode or something. Or lastly, that he chose to walk away from his life because if you get into some Reddit rabbit holes, there's someone on Reddit who alleges that he knew the family, said that like his mom was very controlling, his parents were very controlling, and that he chose to just start anew. Hmm. So it just hit the nine-year anniversary, and we still don't know what happened to Bryce's Pizza, but everyone keep your eye out, <laughs> and if you know anything. So crazy that people can just, like, vanish into thin air like that. I know, that's the thing. He truly vanished into thin air. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that it's, one like, is- it's hard to, like, wrap your head around. That one gets me, like, that, it truly gets me. I'm hoping at some point we'll get some answers but hopefully because I just don't see him having an accident in the lake because they had searched for his body in that lake like they've been searching for him and they found nothing so I don't know that's why I don't think that it was just like a simple accident Mm -hmm. oh I don't know what do you have for us (laughs) well mine is a little bit different mine's kind of a solved case and it took place a few years ago, a few decades ago, really, a couple decades ago. But I am going to talk about the Fritzl case. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. I don't think I am, so I'm interested. So the Fritzl case um, takes place in Amstetten, Austria, and basically just like a little bit of a backstory. You have Josef Fritzl, who was born on April 9th, 1935. Um he married his wife in about in 1956 and at that time he was 21 his wife was 17 so super young but I guess that was almost like normal back then yeah um and then together they had three sons and four daughters so pretty big family also pretty normal I guess for that time period but unfortunately reports say that Fritzl began to I guess we should put trigger warnings in here we're talking about sexual assault and rape Mm -hmm. all that stuff But um, according to reports, Fritzl began to sexually assault his daughter, Elizabeth, when she was only 11 years old. So you can imagine Elizabeth kind of had like a rough start to her life, her adolescent years and everything. Can't even imagine being in her shoes with that situation. But when she was 15 years old, she started taking courses to become a waitress. So I guess in Austria, that was a thing where you actually had to take courses for waitressing. Interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a hard job. It's not easy by any means. So that was when she was 15 years old. And then one day she decided that she's just kind of fed up with her life and she ran away. So she ran away to Vienna and ended up like hiding out and living with a friend that lived there. But about three weeks later, the police ended up finding her and they brought her back home. So she went through finishing school and everything, finishing her courses, and she ended up becoming a waitress in a nearby town to Amstetten, her hometown. So 
that was when she was about 17, 18 years old. So then on um, August 28th, 1984, Fritzl, Josef Fritzl, her dad, had um, needed her help moving some stuff down into the basement. So he's like, hey, I've been redoing the basement. Can you help me bring this door down here? So I don't know how she reacted, but I'm sure she was like, sure, whatever. If you just keep your hands off me, <laughs> that's like where my mind goes. But she was probably just like, yeah, sure. Um, however, that was actually the last time her mom saw her. So um, she, quote unquote, ran away again. I mean, she had a history of running away. So that's kind of what they thought. I mean, granted, she was 18 years old. I don't know what Austria's laws were, but it was probably legal for her to run away at that point but um her mom still reported her missing after a few days because she had no idea where she went um so she was considered a missing person for about a month or so until her father Yosef found a letter stating that she was in the country with friends please do not look for her and then I think her dad might have said something like it just assumed that she joined a cult so we're like okay cool she joined a cult any background and like cult activities I mean I guess the country maybe was where all the cults were in Austria because it, it wherever I read it was just like the dad and the police decided that it was she joined a cult but like never said anything about her history I don't know or maybe that she was just a runaway in the past and they just okay. were kind of like whatever that's crazy well it turned out that Elizabeth was not in the country Elizabeth was actually in the basement of her own house. Her own house? Her own house. So when her dad had um, asked her to help him bring some stuff down, she was helping him carry a door down. So they were bringing the door, and that was the last finishing touch of the basement. And so pretty much she was helping him, and they were putting it in the wall. And then he came with one of like those ethyl, like the alcohol, like cloth, put it over her mouth and she went unconscious. And then she woke up and she was in the basement. Oh, Elizabeth was actually locked in her own basement. So she woke up and she was in her basement. Um, Her dad had turned it into like basically a small little apartment. There was a kitchen area, a bathroom and a bedroom. And Yosef would visit Elizabeth every single day to uh like torture and rape her basically um and then after two years two whole years in captivity she actually became pregnant with her first child (gasps) oh my god and then that was the first time she became pregnant she actually got pregnant six other times and all of the children survived except for one the second child did not survive um so yeah so six kids like gave birth seven times with six children total by her own father um and yeah I just like oh my gosh it just it gives me the chills I can't I can't even think about it no that's insane oh my god oh my so what okay I'm what the heck so yeah so the kids so but all the kids did not live with her in the basement where'd they go so what this little psychopath did was he brought I think three of the kids upstairs oh also I think this is kind of important they owned like an apartment building so she was in the basement of an apartment building not just like the apartment or like not just the house I feel like I might have said house already but 
it's an apartment complex. So there's other people living above them too. It's not just her mom and everything, everyone. Oh my gosh. I was picturing like a, like a single family home. No, it's like an apartment building. So there's other tenants there. And then they would complain about like hearing noises or like say that they hear noises in the basement. And Yosef would just be like, no, it's just the pipes. Like it's just the creaking pipes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So then he's, so yeah, only three of the children actually lived downstairs with Elizabeth. So what her father would do, it's the babies. He would bring them into the home with his wife and say that they were either found on the, like the doorstep or they were found in the bush. And like Elizabeth sent a note with them just being like, I can't take care of them. Can you guys please watch over her? And yeah, like CPS and everything. We're like, okay, yeah. Like you guys are the grandparents. Like, it's fine. Just keep watching them. So yeah. So three of the kids were living upstairs. Three of them were living with her. Um, and so this is the part that like killed me. So eventually, I mean, obviously can you can imagine, I mean, I'll show pictures of the um, basement on our Instagram because they have pictures of them where they were living. And it got to the point where, like, it was too small for the four of them to live. So Yosef was like, yeah, like, whatever, like, we can make it bigger, but y'all have to do it. So basically, Elizabeth and the kids had to dig with their own hands, like, the dirt to try to make it. And they were doing that for years to try to make it bigger. And prison forever he's dead yes and so this basement, like, it actually, they had lights, they had electricity, they had, like, a little kitchen that they could cook. He usually stocked their fridge because remember he's visiting every day. So like he kept it stocked for the most part, but for punishment, he would turn off the lights for days or he wouldn't bring food for days. So he was definitely torturing them. Like it wasn't just like, oh, we're living in this cute little apartment downstairs. Like no big deal. Like, no, like he was, it was like a terrible situation. Oh my God. No, I really hope this man's dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And did you ever, have you ever watched The Room with Brie Larson? No, I haven't. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's like, it gives me that vibe. Like, I really reckon, I love, I hate to say that I love that movie, but it's like a very similar type vibe, I feel. So, yeah. And they had the, they even had the TV and the radio. So to him, he probably thought he was giving them the world still, but in actuality, he was just being a dick. Oh, and they even had the threat of if they were to even try to escape, they would be gassed. And I can't imagine how, like, the other kids would feel, like, felt knowing that, like, their brothers or sisters were, like, upstairs, like, actually living a somewhat normal life. No, and how did, well, okay, because they were brought when they were infants, right? So they didn't know, like. That's true. Like, those kids upstairs didn't know. But I wonder if, like, Elizabeth told the other kids. Because I think her first three kids were the ones that went upstairs, but then she just kept getting pregnant. Oh my god. Okay, so he must have like threatened them or something, like if they were to ever say anything. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So in 2008, okay. 2008. So she's been in there for 24 years. Which means her oldest child is 22 at this point. That's and okay, is that the one that's still with her in the basement or is that the one that's No, I think the 22 year old is upstairs living a normal life. Um, I'm pretty sure like the older ones, I don't, the first, so the first three out of four were upstairs. Cause remember the second child died. So the first three survivors were upstairs. So Kirsten, one of the children fell ill at that in 2008. 
So Elizabeth had to beg her father, ended up finally agreeing, called the ambulance. She went, she ended up being in like severe, like liver or kidney failure, like literally so, so sick, the poor thing. And so I guess like he like brought notes or something or was like telling a story because they were like, how did you get this child if you haven't like seen her before, blah, blah, blah. And I guess it was like a letter from Elizabeth saying, I need you to take care of my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, nothing was adding up. And then they started looking at the notes and they're like, this like doesn't, they don't make sense. Like what the heck? So medical staff ended up getting suspicious and alerted police of like their suspicion. Like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but like this child seems to be coming from like a sketchy environment. Like we don't know what's happening. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor it. Well, Elizabeth is like obviously freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on with her daughter and she's panicked she's begging him like please like please 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 let me go see her please let me go see her and I think with the growing like surveillance of the police and everything Yosef ended up letting her go just to almost like prove like oh here's Elizabeth like she's alive she's fine um she just sent her daughter but she's worried like blah 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 so he let Elizabeth and the other two kids out And they immediately went to the hospital to go check on Kirsten. So right when they got there, they were like, the police and everyone were like, oh my God, like, we need to talk to you. Like, this just seems sketchy. We need to talk to you. And then she actually refused to talk to the police until she knew that she would never have to see her father again. Like she would told them, she was like, I'll tell you everything, but like, promise me I'll never have to see that man again. Yeah. So they ended up saying like, yeah. Of course, like you don't have to ever see her, see him again. It ended up coming out that for the 24 years she was there, Fritzel raped her, forced her to watch, and then also forced her to reenact the videos in front of the children. Oh my God. And disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And then on April 29th, it was announced that DNA evidence confirmed that Fritzel was the biological father, father of all of the children. Oh, that's um so- but then his defense lawyer was like, although the DNA tests improved incest, evidence was still needed for the allegations of rape and enslavement. And it's just like, what else do you need? Oh my God, shut up. Yes. And then in the um, in May, um, Austrian police said that Fritzl had forced Elizabeth to write a letter that previous year indicating that he may have been planning to release her and the children. The letter said that she wanted to come home, but it's not possible yet. Police believe Fritzl was planning to pretend to have rescued his daughter from the fictitious cult. And then um, the police said that they planned on interviewing at least 100 people who had lived as tenants in Fritzl's apartment building in the previous 24 years, just to kind of get more information. He's obviously in jail. I don't even know if he's still alive. Um, And then... Elizabeth and her children and I think even her mom um were kind of under like protection so they all changed their names and everything and were living trying to like have some sense of normalcy with their lives even though they'll like never be normal (laughs) oh my gosh I seriously have goosebumps that's so awful I can't that's wild I've never heard that yeah it was it's crazy it's just like 24 years 20 yeah 24 years that's like almost our entire lifetime and imagine being the ch- like first of all imagine being the mother no 
Oh, imagine the guilt that she must feel, even though it's not her fault, like at all. Right, but like she had nothing to do with it. But the guilt that she, she still must probably carry. Yeah, oh. like oh my god, my daughter's been here the entire time. Yeah. Oh god. Like these grandchildren. Uh huh. Oh my god! Like, and like, are they okay? Also, because it's like incest. I I mean. I, I mean, they're not okay for multiple reasons, I'm sure. Right. But yeah, so that's the Fritzl case. It's, wow, thanks for sharing. That's it's deep. wild. It's very, very deep. Yeah, that was a little deep. We've had two back-to-back episodes being very... I know. Deep. Next week will be more fun. Yeah. Okay, wow. That's deep. We both, like, deep in a different manner, but we both had some serious shit. Yours, that's... I... I don't know. That's wild. I feel like that's the kind of things that, like, you only see in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine that actually happening, but clearly it did, and I'm so sorry for the people involved. Like, that's I terrible. know. Like, that is literally, like, the room. If no one's, like, familiar with the room, it might be a little spoiler, but not really. Because it's very, like, similar vibes in the sense, um, it wasn't her father, but she was kidnapped and kept in a, a room, basically. And I think it was in a shed or, like, the basement of a shed. And she ended up becoming pregnant and having a son. And then it just basically, the whole movie is following her life there and then raising this, like, wonderful little boy in the shed. And then one day, like, they, or I think he, I don't remember correctly. It's been, like, a couple years since I've seen it. I want to say it was, like, the little boy escaped. And, like, she, like, given him, like, specific instructions about, like, what to say to people or, like, that sort of thing. And then and they ended up, like, escaping and, like, getting out. Like, the police found her. And then it kind of just, after that, went through the, her life really adjusting. Like, he adjusted fairly well because he was so young. I think he was, like, only, like, six So it was a lot easier for him to kind of adjust to a new life. But for her, it was very, very difficult. Like she struggled with like mental health, her mental health so much. Like she was very suicidal, like depressed. Like it was just so rough. And although that was like a fictitious story, I can assume that it's probably very similar to what Elizabeth has been through with her life, which is so, so sad. Okay, well, not to change the subject too, too much. So do you have any recs from this week? Did you watch anything, read any books? Do like have anything that you recommend? Read or watch anything? No, read anything. I finished People You Meet on Vacation. And I know that's kind of like older. It's been out for a little bit. But if you haven't read it, I 300% recommend it. I told you it was good. Yeah. And like, it's a slow burn kind of. It is. Like, it's easy to predict, but also mm-hmm. so good. And I just started Heartbones by Colleen Hoover. So I'll be reading that this Are week. you, do you like Colleen Hoover? I haven't read her, like, um like the main ones, like Verity or like It Ends With Us. I haven't read those, but I've read Reminders of Him and Forgetting You or whatever. Is that mm-hmm. one? Those two I thought were really good, but those are the only two I've read. What about okay. you? I feel like we've already discussed this. It sounds familiar. Um, I like her books. I just kind of feel like they're a little like basic and like whatever. Uh, Verity, Verity was definitely more up my speed because it had a little bit of like it was kind of like a thriller almost. Uh-huh. And um the other ones were like, yeah, I just don't like I don't get the hype. 
but yeah I think that would be fine oh this sorry (laughs) what okay so I can include that we can keep this in side note um so I just want to preface this by saying that we're so privileged and so blessed that we live in a world and that we're in a Andres and I are in a financial situation like you too like most people I don't want to say most people because that sounds privileged um we're blessed that we're in a financial situation just like a lot of other people a lot of other my friends that we can do instacart and get our groceries delivered into us I'm very blessed thankful Okay, we ordered groceries while we were out drinking today at the bar. It was supposed to be delivered at 4.30. It was marked as delivered. We get home and it's not here. Oh my God. Thank God we didn't plan on like cooking dinner tonight. Like with like the things we ordered, but it wasn't here. And so I like, I'm chatting with them and she's like, oh, like, would you like like a refund? Would you like to shop again? Do you want a credit? I'm like, no, I need my groceries tonight and I want a credit. Because how do you know that I wasn't planning on like using like stuff? And plus, why would it be like, why would you, what would, why would the person have marked it as delivered? Right. So I was like, no, you, you need my, you need to bring me my food tonight. And I want like a credit on my account. They gave us a $10 credit, could have been more, but I'm not complaining. But I just got like the message that now the person is shopping, like the new person is shopping. It's at 830. Oh my like, God. And it originally, I ordered it at like, I ordered it at like 11.45 this morning. It was marked as delivered at 4.40 p.m. Four hours later, the new person's shopping. That's crazy. Do you think someone in your building took it or do you think they were just stupid and just like they took it? Oh, I think stupid because she sent me... um, First, I think we don't live in a like apartment where things would get stolen because I've had Instacart delivered so many times when we're not home or I've had HelloFresh delivered when we're not home. Like it doesn't happen. But then... So this is why I think that the person was just stupid. She goes, wait, is it gone now that I delete it? But basically, long story short, earlier, she sent me, oh, she goes, I'm having trouble finding the building. But that's all she said. So I said, well, I can't, how am I supposed to help you? Or she said, I don't see the building. But that's all she said. I'm like, so, well, how am I supposed to help you? It's like, you just say that. Like, I don't know. Right. She sent me a picture of a complete like different apartment complex and goes because I go oh okay well we're the one attached to the office she sent me a total different apartment complex she goes this is the office I said well no not right apartment complex like that's not you're not at the right apartment Santorini so then she sends me a picture of our office I said yep okay now you're here good job Uh go down to the call box like this is the number and then I didn't hear from her again the gate the um box called me I let her in marked as delivered and that was it yeah she, yeah I feel like she put it on like the first floor or something because I've had people do that in my building like they put it I like I don't want to say my apartment number but like let's say I'm yeah. let's say I was to be like 551 they put it at like 501 exactly like, like, yeah <laughs> I went and looked I tried to look at like the other building like my apartment number but the other building like I but I didn't see anything so it should be like Uber Eats where they have to like send you a picture of it like outside your door. So at least I would have something to go off of. But Instagram right. doesn't do that. Yeah. Well, at least they give you like a credit, like $10 off groceries isn't bad. Well, these days that's like one apple, but yeah. <laughs> that's true. One avocado. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't bought groceries in like three weeks because I've been doing HelloFresh. And then I've just been like, honestly, 
I hate that I have been eating out so much, but I feel like financially too, like it doesn't make that much of a difference anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know it's not true, but to me, it just like doesn't seem. Yeah. Sorry. That was a tangent. Did you, do you have any recommendations for us this week? <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I, um, I, didn't watch anything I haven't really been in like a tv mood which is kind of bad because that means I'm probably on tiktok instead um but I did start reading a new book which I do really like I just have to like this weekend has just been crazy so it's called ruining Dahlia I will tell you right off the bat I like knew going into it it was a spicy book this book's spicy from like the start and I I saw it on TikTok as like a recommendation so this is how I knew it was gonna be spicy but basically it's from a series like called the Mafia Wars and I think every book in it is like written by a different author but it's all like part of the same collection but you don't have to read them in order so this isn't really too much of a spoiler just kind of give some background and I guess I'm recommending it already but I'll keep you guys updated because I should finish it by next episode too but um, the there's like a bunch of different mafias all over the world. Um, so it's like one in New York, one in Ireland, one in England, like Russia, like all that sort of thing. And I guess there had been a lot of bloodshed between some. So they decided to do this, like, this pact um, that in order to keep them from fighting each other, they were going to have like kind of intertwine the families so the oldest son would marry a daughter from one of the other mafias that's interesting yeah so but then how they did it was like literally like picking out of a hat like which mafias yes so basically as far as I've gotten I'm without trying to give I'm not going to give anything away I will just basically say Dahlia is from Dahlia Butcher she is from the English um or the British mafia or whatever and she has um I can't even remember his name anyways she is on her way to New York she's already in New York where I am but to marry the New York mafia so yeah it's very interesting it's like different it's like and it's set at present time too so it's just like weird to like see like arranged marriages here in present time so yeah it's not really a wreck. I guess one of my wrecks are these seltzers that I'm drinking too. That sounds good though. Like I'll look into it. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll keep you all posted next week. But yeah, I do recommend these seltzers. They're called Press. I got them at Whole Foods today. A lot cheaper than the Truly's and White Claws. It was like $2 cheaper. Oh, I've seen those before. I just never knew if they were good. So I never picked them up. They're pretty good. So the one I'm drinking right now is a lime lemongrass. Earlier, I had a blackberry hibiscus. And also, it was a pomegranate ginger, too. And then the last one is, like, a clementine something. That sounds good. Yeah. You look like you're dying. I am a little bit. (laughs) What I really just need, the the only thing I need is, in this order, um, a shower um my chipotle burrito and like a couch or like a bed to like stretch like my back out on 
Wait, we do need to talk about the Monty and Sherry. I guess more Sherry and. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Crazy. So, call call to seek. Lauren can take it away because this was her thing she shared a few weeks ago. But now I'm invested, and that's big news because even like the actual news was talking about it. Like it was kind of a thing. It's just crazy. So yeah, Young Gravy and Sherry are I guess a thing. They're not official. Um, because he did come out and say that he has like a lot of hoes in different cities. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently he's pulling them but he's not even cute like he's not he grabbed no. yeah, <laughs> but yeah so young gravy took sherry to the vmas which and they like made out <laughs> and yeah and once again if you guys need a reminder if you're new here sherry is addison ray's mother from tiktok and young gravy is young and sherry's also recently divorced from Monty yeah <laughs> so yeah they were like making out in her dress oh my god though like did you see it how it like late like it came around and like yes. butt crack was almost exposed I was uh, like yep yeah and there was like in a, vid- a video of like them getting out of the car and he got out and then she like was trying to adjust her dress super quick to get out and I was like did y'all just like f in the car like right oh my god <laughs> And then, yeah, Monty's like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. No big deal. And he's, like, rumored to be, like, this 22-year-old now or something. And it's just, like... Yeah, and he's, like, have fun with my leftovers. Like... (laughs) It's just, like, crazy. And then a spokesperson for Addison did come out and say that she is, like, she just needs, like, time and space away from her parents because she's, like, embarrassed by their actions. And it's, like, I don't care. Holy crap. (laughs) Like, they're acting like children honestly acting like children like Monty more so Monty's like just needs to shut his trap but also like the fact that like Sherry's totally playing along with it by no, going with Monty is. like holy shit yeah so I feel like that's really all pop culture well for you like Taylor Swift's coming out with a new album are you not excited yes she is October 21st at midnight she is releasing midnights exciting so we're actually me brian hannah i think ariana are doing like a midnight release party like i'm taking off of work the next day because at midnight we're listening to it when it comes out super exciting wow i'm like i'm excited i'm just not a swifty like i like i listen to taylor swift but i'm not i definitely don't consider myself a swifty but i don't think that you have to be a swifty to acknowledge like her lyrical genius like her songs like can hit you in the right spot at the right time oh I definitely agree no I mean I still jam to like her her old music like I know up until I wanted I don't even remember all the album names like but (laughs) what's the one that better than revenge is on that's speak now so that's like that was like her third album so yeah I mean that's I kind of stopped listening to all the songs like I know all of like the first three albums and like up until speak now like I know every single song to a T uh-huh. and then the, the rest of the albums like I know some songs here and there but I don't know like everything but yeah so exciting and I even think like the ones that she released during like COVID quarantine the folklore um and evermore like those are so good because they're different because I know she went from like 
country to pop, but those are kind of more of like indie acoustic type stuff. They're still a little poppy, of course, but mm-hmm. those are just like vibey, like fall music, like oh, amazing. Yeah, that's exciting. Super exciting. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up today? I don't think so. I feel like that, I feel like we pretty much, we covered everything and it's, it's kind of been a long weekend for us, y'all. So I think we're kind of wrapping up a little. Yeah, it's the fact that I have to work tomorrow. It makes me want to cry. We have a super exciting episode for you guys next week. We have our first interview, our first guest. That is super exciting. So make sure that you guys tune in. Yes, yes, yes. You better listen. And yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we're so excited. Thanks for always hanging out with us. We're just having so much fun doing this. So, for sure, even if our energy is a little low today, it's just yeah, today it's a little a little low. We've been better. I'm getting in bed right when we hit hang up, but it's fine. Yeah, so I'm about to go lay on my couch, watch some TV. So maybe I'll have some recs for you guys next yeah, week. We missed probably. the Bachelor, but I'll watch it tomorrow so I can let you guys know. Yes, I'll probably fall asleep on my couch for sure. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Right. Follow us on Instagram. Let's unwind podcast. Email us or DM us any question. Let's unwind podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Thanks for our poll and listener. We forgot to shout you out at the beginning. Yes. Come back anytime. Come back anytime. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. Yes. All the things, all the good things. Yes, yes, yes. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Woo woo.